Welcome all Chengyu lovers across the universe to the Chinese Sayings Podcast. Laszlo Montgomery here with another jewel in the crown of great Chinese sayings from the Zuo Chuan. The commentaries of Zuo, written sometime during the 4th century BC, Master Zuo Chiu Ming's scholarly musings on the spring and autumn annals. And today's Chengyu, Li Bing Mo Ma, comes to us from the chapter titled Xi Gong San Nian, that stated, Zheng Mu Gong Shi Shi Ke Guan Zi Shu Zai Li Bing Mo Ma Yi. And before we get to this great 7th century BC story, let's break these four characters down. Li Bing Mo Ma. The first character, Li, in its archaic usage, means to grind or to sharpen. And Bing means weapons, arms, or a soldier. Mo, as a verb, means to feed horses. And as a noun, it means fodder. And a ma is a horse. Horses make it into a lot of chungyus. Li, bing, mo, ma, sharpen weapons, feed horses. It doesn't sound like this one is destined to be a love story. It all went back to the 620s BC, Duke Wen of Qin, also remembered as Chong'ar, and Duke Mu of Qin. Now, these two stars of the spring and autumn period of the Zhou dynasty collaborated on a takedown of Zheng state. And before they united to destroy Zheng, an emissary was sent to Duke Mu of Qin from Zheng, warning them if he let Jin take Zheng. That was going to be bad for Qin and would only strengthen Jin at Qin's expense. So Duke Mu withdrew his army and told Duke Wen he was backing out of the whole thing. But Duke Mu, he left behind a garrison just outside of Zheng and continued to keep an eye on things there. And the one left in charge to command this Qin garrison was named Qi Zi. A couple of years later, in the winter of 628 B.C., Qi Zi sent word back to Qin saying well, he was now in possession of the key to the Zheng capital's north gate. And Qi Zi further said, if you sent troops now, they could easily mount an ambush on the capital, and that would be the end of Zheng. And when Duke Mu of Qin received this message, he was overjoyed and immediately designated three of his most capable generals, Meng Mingshi, Xi Qi Shu, and Bai Yi Bing, to lead an assault on Zheng. But his advisor, Jian Shu, warned Duke Mu, this whole thing had danger written all over it, was a rash undertaking. And he went on to explain that a thousand li of open land existed between Qin and the Zheng capital in present-day Huazhou, a district of Weinan, Shanxi, and most of that distance ran through the territory of the kingdom of Jin. Jian Shu pleaded with Duke Mu, how are you going to march all of these thousands of troops such a long distance through Jin territory, no less, and keep this affair secret? And then what happens if the troops are discovered? We'd be at the mercy of Jin or Zheng. But Duke Mu, he was convinced. An opportunity such as this to attack Zheng will never pass this way again. And he pointed out to Jian Shu that the risk of attack from Jin was very low since, in 627 BC, Duke Wen of Jin had just passed away and the new Duke Xiang had more important things to deal with. Therefore, Duke Mu refused to heed Jian Shu's advice and signed off on the idea of ambushing the Zheng capital. 
It just so happened that Jian Shu's son was enlisted into this special unit of elite soldiers sent to ambush Zheng. And on the day the army was to depart, Jian Shu followed them all the way to the city's east gate, weeping. And he called out to his son, If you are ambushed in Jin, as I have no doubt that you will be, you can be sure that I will travel there to ensure a proper burial for you. Well, Duke Mu heard about this and was absolutely livid at Jian Shu and demanded, well, why'd you have to go and say all that? But Jian Shu already knew how this whole campaign was going to end and that he'd never see his son alive again. After a terrible journey, the army of Qin finally arrived at the kingdom of Hua on Zheng's borders, today's Sui County, about an hour west of Shangqiu. Hua was a minuscule state that was a fiefdom of the royal Zhou family. And as luck would have it, a Zheng merchant named Xian Gao was selling goods in Hua, and you could imagine his utter astonishment at seeing a whole army of Qin soldiers. But Xian Gao thought fast on his feet and hid his surprise well, and he approached them and began making small talk and was quickly able to discover what they were up to. And knowing that Zheng was wholly unprepared to take on a surprise attack from the Qin army and filled with patriotism for his home state of Zheng, Xian Gao immediately dispatched a messenger to alert Duke Mu of Zheng of these troop deployments down in Tiny Hua State. Qin and Zheng states at that time, in 627 BC, both had rulers named Duke Mu. Meanwhile, the clever Zheng merchant Xian Gao disguised himself as an ambassador from Zheng and approached the Qin generals with gifts of cattle and cattle hides and said, as if he had been waiting for them this whole time, Ah, my lords, Duke Mu of Zheng has heard of your approach and welcomes you and sends you these cattle as a gift for your soldiers after such a long journey. Well, this ruse had the desired effect of tricking the Qin generals into thinking that Zheng already knew everything about their ambush plans. So faced with this unexpected turn of events, the Qin generals began to consider a plan B, which caused them to linger further in Hua, and this bought time for the messenger to deliver this missive to Duke Mu of Zheng. As for Qi Zi, the Qin general who had first alerted Duke Mu of Qin that he had the key to the north gate and it was possible to breach the capital, well, he had calculated the exact number of days it should have taken the invading Qin force to rendezvous with him outside the capital. And thinking that they'd be arriving imminently at this garrison post, Chizu called for his men to Li Bing to begin sharpening their weapons and to take particular care in Mo Ma feeding their war horses so as to be ready for action at any minute. And while all this was going on, the merchant Xian Gao's messenger arrived at the Zheng court and was able to warn Duke Mu of everything Xian Gao had told him. And the Duke of Zheng sprang into action and called for his people to immediately make preparations for war. He also sent spies to check on the Qin garrison to see whether they really were preparing for attack. And when the Duke of Zheng's spies saw the preparations for war going on inside the Qin barracks and that they were in the midst of Li Bing Mo Ma, they knew that Xian Gao's warning was true beyond a doubt. And before Qi was ready for battle... Zheng soldiers immediately surrounded the Qin barracks, and seeing this, 
Cheats had guessed that the secret was out. Then thinking that Chung had turned the tables on them, he gave the orders to the Qin troops to skedaddle, and they quickly abandoned the garrison and beat a retreat, and somehow they managed to escape. And in order to avoid being accused of having started the whole thing, Duke Mu of Zheng ordered his hastily assembled Zheng army to not do anything further, nor try to prevent Qi's soldiers from escaping. And then they turned heel and returned to Zheng. And when Qizi, in full retreat, ran into the incoming Qin generals, he told them to turn around and that someone had blabbed to Zheng and they were all in position and were lying in wait for Qin to fall into their trap. And Qizi advised the best course of action was to forget about the whole mission and hightail it back to Qin, that somehow Zheng knew everything. But just as Jian Shu had warned Duke Mu of Qin... On the march back to Qin, they were ambushed by Jin forces as they passed through the Xiao Mountains of western Hunan. And at this Xiao Zhizhan, or Battle of Xiao, the Qin forces were wiped out, and the three generals, Meng Mingshi, Xi Qi Shu, and Bai Yi Bing, were all taken as prisoners of war. And as a result of this whole sorry incident and the Battle of Xiao in April 627 B.C., Jin State grew more powerful and became the most feared of all Eastern Zhou states. As for Qin, well, they took a big hit, and this defeat slowed them down for many decades. So they focused their efforts against the nomadic tribesmen to their west instead and bided their time, growing in strength. And one more thing, Duke Xiang of Jin was convinced by one of his people to release the three generals and allow them to return to Qin, where they would surely be executed. So the three generals were released, and they returned to Qin. And wouldn't you know it, when they arrived on the Qin border, there was Duke Mu himself, dressed in white mourning clothes and wailing and crying out that this whole thing was his fault and he should have listened to the correct advice of his advisor, Jian Shu. And the three defeated generals... They weren't punished. So the Chengyu, Li Bing Mo Ma, means to sharpen the weapons and feed the horses. It describes the action of preparing for battle. But it can also be more commonly used as a metaphor for making preparations in advance. And you don't have to invade a country to use this Chinese saying of Li Bing Mo Ma. And in business, when you're going into a meeting where multi-million dollar contracts are at stake and your deal team is prepping for this, and you could say you're Li Bing Mo Ma, any kind of situation where you really have to do your homework and make sure you are all set to take on any kind of monumental task or mission, first you have to Li Bing Mo Ma. Nothing can be left to chance. There's no such thing as being too prepared. So... Sharpen the weapons and feed the horses. Li Bing Mo Ma, the good old chronicles of Zuo, a veritable goldmine of Cheng Yu's. Okay, I shan't keep you any further. I know you have bigger and better podcasts to listen to. Emma, once again, really outdid herself over at the teacup Cheng Yu Yanqiu Zhongxin, located in our new expansive digs in the capital of the PRC. And on behalf of Emma and ourselves, this is Laszlo Montgomery signing off from snowy Los Angeles, hoping you enjoyed the audition and that you'll come back again next time for another exciting episode of the Chinese Sayings Podcast.